Well, good morning, Peninsula Hope Church. I hope you guys are doing well as you continue sheltering in place and uh, watching us online. I'm so grateful to be able to uh, be preaching the Word of God to you guys this morning. Let me open us up in some prayer. Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak to me and through me, Lord Jesus, as we end our series, Lord, on how to communicate well with others. Lord, I pray that as we look at James 1.19, that you would help us, Lord, to internalize what your word tells us to do, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. So today is our final day of our series on James 1.19, as we've been taking a look at what it means to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. And over the last three weeks, we've covered anger. We've covered um, what it means to be quick to listen And last week we added a bonus sermon. We added discernment because it is an important piece of kind of like this whole pie, this whole puzzle of figuring out how to communicate. And with all of the things going on in our world today, it is so important. And as I was thinking about the sermon this week, I started thinking about how everybody is communicating with one another with all of the things going on, whether it's the pandemic of the coronavirus or social injustice and seeing how people have been communicating with each other or hearing conversations take place and also looking online through social media. I've been paying attention to how people are responding and how they are reacting. And as I was listening and I was looking at people's words and how they've been interacting with one another, something just seemed awfully familiar about how people were communicating through words. And then it finally dawned on me. I realized that so many people today, they're communicating in a very similar way that children do. And so today I wanted to kind of bring things together and I wanted to end by focusing on a passage that God pointed me to. And it's 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and it says, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. So what Paul is saying is when he became an adult, his actions changed. He no longer thought and reasoned and spoke like a child. He had to grow up and he had to mature and quit acting childish. And so today I want to spend some time talking about childish behavior and how growing up or maturing will help us from responding so quickly when we're interacting with others. We will hopefully learn to be a little bit slower in our responses. And I want to start by talking about children. I thought of some different scenarios that I have seen, and one of them takes place at Christmas, and it's when children go and they take a picture with Santa Claus and they go sit on his lap. Now, when little kids are going to go take a picture, they don't realize that it is a person inside a Santa suit that they are taking a picture with. And let's say that child ends up going home, they see Santa Claus on TV. They don't realize that it's not the same person, that there are multiple people in Santa Claus suits. Children aren't able to process it. They can't put that together. This also got me thinking about how children are just so blunt. They're so real. Um, 
And like when a child goes and visits their grandparents and maybe they turn to their parents and they're like, why are grandma and grandpa so wrinkly and why are they so slow? They're not trying to be mean. This is just what they see and how they perceive things. Or maybe a child sees a pregnant woman. She tells their parents, she, she or he tells their parents, why is that lady so fat? They're not able to realize that she's pregnant. So these are just some ways that I thought of and ways that I've actually seen children act and process. And that's because children don't think and reason the same way that adults do. Young children, they can't understand logic. They have difficulty seeing the viewpoints of others because their focus or their thinking is so egocentric. It's centered around them and survival. They can't think abstractly or hypothetically. They don't think in what ifs. And little kids, they don't consider the possible outcomes or consequences of their actions. And this is because they haven't developed cognitively the same way that adults have, that they're starting a process that they have to go through. Children, they don't have a filter, hence why a little kid might say, Grandma and Grandpa, you're so wrinkly. They're not filtering what they say, and they might struggle with rational thought. Now, unfortunately, just because you and I are adults and you and I are Christians, it doesn't mean that all of us speak and think and reason like mature adults. Many of us, Christian or non-Christian, we think and we reason the same way the children do. I was reading an article lately about children's responses and there were some counselors that had these different points that they were talking about in children. They said children have emotional escalations. They often cry, they get mad, or outwardly they appear petulant and pouting. Little children, they blame others. When things don't go wrong, they're looking for other people to blame. Little children, if they find themselves in an uncomfortable situation, they may tell lies to stay out of trouble. Little children, they name call, they tease each other. They're very impulsive. They might have poor impulse control and they just lash out and strike out and say whatever they want. And then many children, they bully other kids. And when I mention those things, I start thinking to myself, wow, you know, there are times when I act like a child and maybe you can say the same thing. The Bible also has several things to say about immature childish adults. First Corinthians 14, 20 in the NIV says, brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children in regard to evil be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. So we need to be mature in our thinking about everything that we think about in the world except evil. When it comes to evil, we need to think like a child and a child thinks, this is bad, don't do it. Stay away from it. That's how we have to think about evil. But as far as everything else, we need to be mature adults. Ephesians 4 uh, verses 14 through 15, the NSAB says, As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, 
by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is ahead, even Christ. So we need to grow in every aspect of our lives as Christians. And we need to do this so we don't waver when the world tells us what to believe. So we need to mature. We need to grow in our faith. And one final verse is 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3 in the NIV. It says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? We need to continue growing in our faith, with faith, which means not thinking worldly and being jealous of others and arguing with them. And so how do we develop this trait or characteristic of being slow to speak? Well, just like a child, we need to grow and mature. We have to make a decision to change our childish ways of thinking and reasoning and speaking. Again, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 in the NSAB says, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. The final part of this verse is so important. Paul says, I did away with childish things things. So it's a decision. We have to make a conscious effort to change our behavior. And the reason we have to make that conscious effort is because some of the immature, childish things that we do, the ways that we respond, they don't just change as we get older. We have to make that change. We have to decide to do something differently. And the way that we grow and mature, it's through God's word. It's through the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17 in the NIV says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And I love this part. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful in teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So just like the Apostle Paul was telling Timothy, we have to continue to grow and mature in our faith. We can't stay the way we have always been we need to grow. We need to learn more things. We need to apply those things to our lives. Hebrews 6 verses 1 through 2 in the NIV says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Again, that word maturity. We need to grow. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Instructions about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of dead, and eternal judgment. 
So at some point, we need to get to that point where we are confident in what we believe in, that we know the basics of our Christian faith and we want to take it to the next level. Because if we don't, if we continue wondering and trying to figure out if we never make a decision on where we stand, then we're never going to grow because we're going to have to continue relearning and relearning the basics of our faith and we won't be growing. So just like the writer of Hebrews says, we need to get past these elementary teachings. We need to be solid in what we believe and we have to start to grow. And we do this through three things in regard to God's word. We need to hear God's word. We need to believe God's word. And then we need to apply it. Romans 10, 17 in the NASB says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And when we talk about hearing the word, that includes reading it and studying it on your own. Because if you don't take in the word of God, if you don't know what the Bible says, you're never going to grow because you don't understand it. So we need to spend time reading and listening to the word of God. And we have to do more than just listening to a sermon. I love that you guys are listening to me. I want you guys to listen to me each and every week. But I am only covering bits and pieces. I may cover a passage. I may cover a few verses. You need to read the Bible in its entirety to put the whole story together. So we need to hear the word of God and we need to do this continuously. It's not one of those things where we read it once and that's it. We need to continue reading and studying the Bible. And we need to believe God's word. At some point, we need to decide that we are going to believe in the word of God, the Bible. And despite not understanding everything or agreeing with everything that the Bible says, we have to come to a point where we believe that it's true. If I was to tell you that I believe someone, let's say it was a friend of mine or someone in our congregation or another pastor, if I told you, I believe this person, but at the same time I told you, I believe them, but I do not trust or think anything that they say is true, I think you would agree with me that it wouldn't be very easy to believe them or to believe in them. So we need to believe God's word because if we don't believe God's word, it's gonna be really hard to believe in God. And thirdly, we need to apply God's word to our lives. James 1 verse 22 in the ESV says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. We can't just read the Bible and not do what it says. I can't read about how we need to love others and then treat them poorly. I need to do what I'm reading. I need to internalize it. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 in the NIV says, he replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God, the Bible, and obey it. And here is an, a, a wonderful and amazing truth that the more 
we understand the more that we're willing to apply the Bible to our lives, the less difficult it becomes. For a new believer, sometimes that word obedience, it sounds so terrible and it's so challenging. But the more and more that you see how the Bible impacts our lives in such an amazing way and how it grows us closer to God, the creator of it, the one whose word it is, it becomes easier because we want to do it out of love for God. So that's another reason that we need to apply it to our lives and study it because it becomes easier and easier to live out when we do that. So I want to bring things to a close with these thoughts that over the last four weeks we have been talking about being quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. And there's so many aspects to this. There's wisdom. We need to seek God's wisdom to help us with that. We need discernment on how to listen to others and how we should respond. And then today we learn that we need to be in God's word to help guide us with our reactions. And we need to be mature Christians. We have to decide to change our childish behavior of not just snapping back at people of having to quickly respond in rude ways just because someone said something a little offensive to us. We have to love others as God's word tells us to. And if we're willing to do that, if we're willing to read and pay attention and apply God's maturing word in our lives, slowly but surely what you're going to see is that you are going to be slow to speak. And you're going to live out James 1.19. When someone brings something to you, even if it's a little pokey and a little hard to listen, you're going to be quick to listen to get the facts, to get the information. And based on that, as you're praying and using discernment, you're going to be able to respond through words the right way, whether it's verbally or it's written or it's typed out in a text. And by doing both of those things, You're going to be slow to anger. And I pray this for each of us, that as we are praying and hoping for change to happen in our world, that we would take in and consider what God's word is telling us. Lord Jesus, we love you. We serve you. Lord, I pray that you would help each and every one of us, Lord, to live out your word and what James is telling us in James 1, 19, that, Lord, we would truly understand what it means to communicate in love that we would be quick to listen, slow to speak or slow to respond, Lord Jesus, and slow to anger. Lord, help us to grow in passionate love of you and your word. We pray this all in your name. Amen. We love you guys. We hope you're doing well. God bless.